Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross, managing editor of Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com, and FightfulSelect.com. This show brought to you ad-read-free by FightfulSelect.com. Uh, and just yesterday and today and tomorrow, we'll have added the WWF SummerSlam 2000 retro review, the dark match commentary for Shelton Benjamin versus John Cena. We'll have the Stupid News extended segment, also early access to the Fightful Wrestling Weekly, and my interview with Jordan Grace all over at FightfulSelect.com. Also, uh, a new feature for subscribers of Fightful Select give you all the ability to recommend questions for my interviews. I'll let you all know who I'm going to talk to and give you all the chance to submit your questions. So just go over to FightfulSelect.com, check that out. And of course, we still have all your free exclusive news over at Fightful.com and FightfulWrestling.com as well. Tonight, we're making backlash picks. Of course, we have a post-show coming up this Sunday. Tonight, I am joined by one Jeff Hawkins. Jeff, how you doing? You remember how you said on Twitter that you thought that the reboot was going to happen after Backlash? I think I agree. <laughs> I'm doing okay. I, I just, uh, I'm uncertain about my feelings on this show right now. I am too, especially the main event. I am really, really torn about the main event, but we'll get to that. Okay. The show opens, Pages backstage, announces that this weekend's WWE title match is a no DQ match. We're talking cock knocks all over the place. Just a good old-fashioned Eric Cartman Rochambeau. That's what I want. <laughs> I would just well. I just want nothing but cock shots. And they're just <laughs> groaning in the ring for, oh. And then they get back up to their knees very slowly. They hit the guy in the nuts again. That's what I want. Please give that to me. Six stars. That would be phenomenal. Uh, no pun intended. The Miz's outfit is goddamn hilarious. What is he like imitating like all the village people at some point? What was this? Well, I know one thing. Uh, it worked. It worked for Elias on Monday as well. The Montreal crowd cheers for Maurice. And mm-hmm. Miz says, you know, I took her to Hollywood, right? Or Los Angeles, right? I love that. That was such a great touch. For the Miz, but then he still waited for them to say Miz TV when, <laughs> when he introduced Miz TV. Hit your what spots, you, you know. <laughs> what, what do you make of that? I mean, he's a heel, but he still waits for that. He knows they're going to say Miz TV because they do this with the heels now. They 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 want the interactive part of it, and then they eventually turn on him. They do it with Rusev Day. They do it with Elias. 
They mm-hmm. do it here. It, it's all it's all about having fun. And oh, the bad guys are not really that bad. You just sing along with them, and then eventually they say something bad about the city you're in, so you're supposed to boo. Indeed. Uh, Miz bans Daniel Bryan from Miz TV for no showing last week, which I thought was a great way to keep them apart a little bit longer. Because every time he has one of these, you would ask, where the hell's Daniel Bryan? Why isn't he on here? That's the natural matchup that you you would imagine that they would give SmackDown Live. But as we speculated on this show previously, that seems like more of a SummerSlam high-profile match. Yeah, and, and you know what? If you no-show a PR appearance... You should be banned from that show. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Jeff Hardy's brought out, and Miz calls him disrespectful to Randy Orton. Randy Orton interrupts, but says that he is not upset at Jeff Hardy for the interruption two weeks ago. He thinks they're cool. Miz really tries to talk these two into be pissed, being pissed off at each other. This was like... Yeah, I don't know what to compare it to, but I liked it. I liked that Miz like wasn't successful in what he originally set out to do. And then he was just like, no, you know what? You all are supposed to be pissed off at each other and, and really laid out for it. Well, what it did actually, what I liked was uh, Randy Orton kind of had this, this style of character when he was starting the rude feud and they're really trying to play up with, when rude hit him with the, uh, with the, with the DDT, the glorious DDT that one time. And, and, and Orton went on talking smack afterwards. It goes, no, I don't hold anything against Bobby Roode for doing it because I did the same thing to him the other week with the RKO. I have no problem with that. It's a nice little touch of uh, of character uh, continuity there where Randy Orton's just like, no, nah, not really. He took opportunity. I did the same thing. I got no problem with it. I, yeah, I like that he, as well. He's been in the game so long that he doesn't really care that much as although, long as he gets his licks in. Although bringing up the top ten list. Oh boy! What the hell? That thing was dead and buried, and now we're, we're supposed to remember that. that thing. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that when Daniel Bryan is backstage and interacts with Shel- or uh, Shane McMahon or Paige, and they they mention something, he's like, "You can always bring back my top ten list." <laughs> I mean, he he brings up tout all the time, which I learned this week that one of the video players on Fightful dot com was a tout video player. So, I mean, we we kind of are sponsored by Tout. Well, they don't they usually bring in Tout with like that tongue in cheek kind of reference where it's like, hey, we could always put this on Tout. Yeah, you know? of course. Mm. Uh, Miz uh, is talking. Shelton Benjamin comes out, makes his case for a U.S. title match. He has a gripe. He he beat Randy Orton last week. Benjamin gets knocked off the apron. Miz gets caught with a whisper in the wind that looked much better than the one that Jinder Mahal <laughs> technically took on Monday or last Friday. By the way, Alex Pawlowski has essentially a top 10 list on FightfulWrestling.com of his theories of what actually knocked down Jinder Mahal. He came up with 10? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I assigned it to him, so he did his job. It was, it was pretty fantastic. And we get a tag team match player. <laughs> Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton defeated Shelton and Miz. This starts in progress. I really like Shelton's strikes. They fit so well in modern-day WWE. Does it say anything to you that they have put Shelton Benjamin in with these three guys the last three weeks, or is he just the placeholder there? Placeholder. I, I, I like him a lot. I like Shelton Benjamin a lot. Um, I still think he's probably going to be put in this title picture somehow because of that win. Um 
within this feud. He, he's probably the guy that both guys end up beating as they continue this feud. Um, but I, I don't see anything other than we have a guy that a veteran hand that they trust and they're going to put him here. So I, I don't see anything more to it. I would agree. Shelton needs to twist the fate. Miz distracts Jeff long enough to allow Shelton to get a knee. Jeff took a nasty apron bump. Yes. Uh, Hardy worked over again after a commercial, but Orton gets a hot tag and sing bombs the Miz. Get a double draping DDT in Montreal goes wild for Orton. RKO and Swanton on Shelton for the pin. But then Randy hits his RKO out of nowhere. To me, Randy barely talking, but hitting cool RKOs, that's harmless to me. Um, it's harmless to me, but I'm, I'm a little, I mean, you can see this coming every tag team match. He's going to end up RKOing his partner just to, you know, continue the stone cold version 2.0 vibe. I think, I, I, I don't know. I'd, I'd like one time where, where he teases it and he just walks away. It's like, no, we got the victory. We're going to the pay window. I don't need to RKO you just to psych everybody out. So, um, <laughs> There, there. We have people in the live chat speculating maybe Shelton's added on Sunday to eat the pin. I could do that. That's yeah. fine. We'll make our full predictions at the end of the show, but I would be fine with that too. I think it'd be a much better match with him involved and Randy Orton in any one-on-one match and Jeff Hardy at this stage in a one-on-one match. That's that that could be rough. It might not be, but it very well could be. But then again, Jeff Hardy had a really good match with Jinder Mahal a couple of weeks ago. Definitely not on Friday. That was one of the worst matches I've seen in WWE all year. But ugh. in fact, I like in fact I like the idea because then you then you make kind of Jeff and Randy SummerSlam quote unquote match, and it's a little bit bigger. Yeah, big cast comes out. We're told Daniel Bryan can't compete tonight because WWE's medical staff won't clear him for fear of a chest infection. I was told that he was pulled from this segment because of that, but he's wrestling in a dark match against Nakamura tonight. But uh, Daniel Bryan on the script was scripted to come out and interrupt uh, this little person segment. <laughs> oh boy. Big Cass is out in front of the crowd and cuts an each and every one of you promo, which is like, just like genders you people. I, I can't wait until a couple weeks from now when it's hey Daniel. Hey, Daniel. Up here. I'm up here. And he's not on the Titan Trot. He's in the ring. He's standing. He's just standing in front of him. <laughs> we just wrote better TV than WWE did. There you go. There you go. Up here. So uh, Cass says that everybody from New York is better. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Cass references five-star matches. How do you feel about this? Because I hate when Don Callis does it on commentary. I didn't as much mind it for Big Cass because – he said, I don't want five-star matches. I want five-second matches. And to me, that makes a lot more sense. Yes. I, I think I think referencing five-star matches is breaking the fourth wall to a point that I can't, uh, I can't get along with. Your point is to win the match. It's not to have a great choreographed dance with each other. It's to win the match. So I, I don't like it. Um, I didn't like this promo from Cass. I, I really did not. I, I think it killed. I, I don't know why they did. They did this kind of with Baron Corbin last night as well. Uh, you can only have one big, scary, tough guy, I guess, at a time. Because this was this was let's let's see Cass be entertaining and do a soft shoe. And I just was like, why you're built? You're building him up as a big, angry guy. Let him be big and angry as opposed to just coming out and saying he's better than everybody, which. 
you know, everybody kind of does. It, 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 it's big guys are different. You should treat them a little bit differently. You should treat them with a little bit more heft, in my opinion. Some, some tough guy heft. And, and look, I know it makes the guy in the back laugh, but you know, little people in wrestling doesn't do it for me. And especially beating on them, uh, <laughs> after a, after a quote unquote comedy skit really doesn't get the heat that it probably would have in the attitude era. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't much on, I mean, I thought that his, I didn't think his promo work was that bad. It's just the little person aspect. I'm like, man, how many times have we seen it? Yeah. It, uh, it's, over and over and over again. Like mm-hmm. I get it, man. So they had a little Daniel Bryan come out. Okay. And then cast beat the brakes off of him. The original script called for Daniel Bryan to interrupt this, but for whatever reason, uh, he was withheld, whether it be because of uh, his chest infection or fear of a chest infection or whatever it was. Daniel Bryan wasn't in this segment, even though that's the way it was uh, drawn up on the script. Instead, cast just beat the brakes off the little dude. Did that do anything? Yeah. With, with, no, but especially with the way they set it up with the far too long bows and oh, stuff. I mean, there, there's no subtlety yeah. to this whatsoever. I mean, it, it, I mean, it, it, it's, what, what's the old joke? Stevie Wonder could see this this pot, plot twist coming if, if they wanted to. So, I mean, it, it's it's you know, it's the way that they they do it, and and you know, it, it's broad and it's broad and it's big, and it kind of takes me out of it a bit. Rusev Day are backstage. And Lana approaches to a big pop. She is accentless. And she says that something's wrong with Rusev and he's being held back. She indicates that it's Aiden English. And I don't... Oh, man. The crowd wants to like all three of these people. And it's hard to make your crowd like some of the people that you want them to like. I don't know why it's so hard to embrace this. But, I mean, there's always a possibility that Rusev could side with Aiden English throughout all of this. But where do you see this going, and what were your initial thoughts when you, you saw this segment? Well, where I think it's going is the obvious. I think, I think their instincts are that Aiden English, combined with Rusev, will not make Rusev as big a star as Rusev and Lana. Mm-hmm. My hope is that it's a feint and that all three of these people will be a unit because I think that would be the call to make here. Because I think as Rusev's hype man, I think Aiden English does such a fantastic job getting the crowd hyped for Rusev to come out. And I think with Lana, that extra oomph to it, I think all three should be the package here. Yeah, I do too. I think that the crowd likes all three of them and you should embrace that the crowd likes all three of them. I hope they tease the breakup and then just they've all been in cahoots all along. But but Me not too. But, but 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 that kind of program doesn't give you a babyface turn though. That's the thing. Well, and the, so everybody wants to root for them. I think it should. I think that's what. I think they should outsmart some heels. I mean that's that's what made me like okay. some, makes me like a babyface is smart babyfaces. Yeah, well. we saw an opportunity. Imagine that. Wait, wait, no, that would go against stupid babyface syndrome, you know, distraction roll-ups and whatnot. Are we to believe that Absolution haven't talked to Paige the entire two weeks they have been on the show? 
Well, you know, it's hard to get hold of the boss once they get management. You know, they used to be a line employee with you hanging around every day. And then they got corporate stuff to go to, secret meetings, you know, human resources. They got to go past that. Got to go schmooze the bosses there while you guys go work out. You know, time is a limited thing sometimes once your friends get bumped up to management. The thing I I don't like is how Absolution walks in and they, they do the thing. This happens all the time on SmackDown especially. Where they'll look at somebody and pretend like, oh, what, what? And then they, then they're like, ah, and then they hug. Psych. Yeah, it's like, oh, we're coming in here angry to beat up. No, we're now we're here to say, I, yeah, we can't yeah, actually again. touch you. We'll get fired as fuck. Um, <laughs> Mandy Rose gets a match with Becky Lynch, but she wanted a title match. They're upset that they're not getting special treatment, but Paige says that Absolution is dead. I don't think that's up to her. I don't I either. Up, I think it's up to Mandy and Sonya if they yeah. want to kill the team. Just because you're not a part of it doesn't mean you get to destroy it. I hope they remain together, personally. I like them as a combo. I do, too, uh, even if they don't keep the Absolution name. Just, I think it's really stupid when wrestlers have to wear their wrestling shirts to the ring all the time. Hey, this is who I am. Oh, Look, my I'm God. Wearing, I'm, wearing, I'm, wearing the, I'm wearing the T-shirt of the band to the concert, everybody. It's so lame, man. And they're always black, too. Uh-huh. Shirts are always black. I thought we got a lot of good personality out of Mandy and Sonya in this segment, and I thought Paige did well, too. I agree. This episode was titled The Montreal Nut Job, and that is not a rib. That is actually what they titled the episode. I'm not kidding you. It was on the script. The Montreal Nut Job. I did beg for years on the air for WWE to switch the babyface promo format away from them just walking out with a mic and being like, let me bitch about a bunch of stuff in front of you all and take up your time. At least now you have Renee Young out there prompting them to say something. That way they're they're being asked about a topic instead of just going out there and bitching about it. So I like that an awful lot. Styles trashed Nakamura in a rather long-winded kind of pointless way but i mean that was the segment samoa joe interrupts and for some reason is not happy that roman reigns isn't universal champion or is happy that roman reigns isn't universal champion this was a weird line fed to him that was like yeah just so everybody knows brock lesnar is still the champion and i'm like why are you happy about that that would have been a title match for you and why the hell are you talking about it I get it you have a match with Roman Reigns, but that's not why he came out here, as we found out. Uh, I'll hit a couple points here. I, Man, I found the the whole Renee-AJ staging in the ring a little off-putting because they kind of were moving around a bit a little bit too much. She wasn't exactly centered. It, it was just very weird. Dude, it, big, big Cass ran a goddamn 5K in that yes. ring tonight. Yes, he did. I mean, it, it, it it's very disconcerting at sometimes. Uh, the AJ interview to me is the kind that doesn't work in the arena in front of 10,000 people. That's one of those, you know, you're standing there with someone holding the mic to your face and you're talking to the camera and you're angry at Nakamura and you're plugging a no DQ match and you're trying to get this is the go home show for backlash. You are trying to get people in the arena. Oh, you want an apology? I'm going to leave parts of your body all over New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. You know, you're looking in the camera. You're kind of being a bit 
bit intense and you're saying that and you want me to see this fight. Uh, that said, Samoa Joe is the only person on WWE TV right now where when his music hits, I, I if I'm looking at my phone, if I'm just kind of daydreaming, I pay attention because he is fantastic. He that is. promo that he had in with the weird fed line, he reeks toughness. He reeks seriousness. He reeks that, yeah, I'm going to come down there. I'm going to choke you out. I'm going to take your title. That makes me interested. And uh, I got another complaint about that. I just, I just think for, for these types of promos for for uh, you know no DQ matches where you eventually have to get intense. In my opinion, I, I just don't don't view the sports entertainment go home show. What does he think I'm going to come out here and give an apology? I, I don't want that kind of stuff for that one. I want I want to lose my you know. I want some goddamn cynicism. heat. Is what I want. I some want. Heat. That well, yes, but they fear heat of all kinds as the yeah. Arya Tavari thing today. He blocked shows you. me. He blocked you. He blocked me. I think it was in the last week because I tweeted something about this being ill advised. Well, as he found out, it was ill advised. That segment. Mm. Go figure. Don't know. But that that uh-huh. said, I agree. I want some heat. I want I want to know that this is going to be a fight and not and it goes into the five star match thing. I don't give a crap if it's a five star match. If they want to put on a five star match, I want to see something with some real heat that gets me emotionally involved, and then I can give it a good star rating afterwards. Even though I don't give star ratings to anything, you know the irony is as good as Omega and Jericho can be. I didn't expect that to be what I would eventually rate it a ten out of ten match, but I was excited for it on a ten out of ten scale. Because of the heat involved in that match, it made me want to watch that match so bad mm-hmm. because yeah. of the things they did to build it up. Um, there were things like, man, I, I, I'm still begging for an AJ Styles Omega match because of the way that Omega turned on AJ Styles years ago. And that was some good heat that I never got resolved. I want some heat. Yeah, and uh, I want it built. I want, I want the heat built. I don't need it just for the go home. I want it built over time where it's like, now we have to have this no DQ match because these two are going to kill each other if they try and have a wrestling match and it's just going to get out of control. Okay. And they're going to have a fight. Great. I can deal with that. You know, I want that progression. Well, Samoa Joe says that no matter who emerges uh, from backlash as the champion, he's going to be coming after them. You know, that's, that's reasonable. That's reasonable. Um, how many kids do you think AJ wanted? Because if it's four, then he's golden. <laughs> I, I think he's done having kids. After the, and, unless he wants them to come up backwards after the number of times he's had his nuts hit. <laughs> well, Shinsuke Nakamura showed up and punched AJ Styles right in the penis. And my favorite part of this was uh, two parts. I loved the touch of Joe thinking Nakamura might be coming out for him yeah. as, as part of, as part of the, as part of the ruse, I think in my opinion, well, it would have been funnier if instead of putting his hands up, he put one down really <laughs> low. <laughs> the, the other thing is, 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 uh, is we were talking about the eighties movie motif of, of last, uh, of last week's finish when uh, Anderson took the, uh, took the knee. Boy, Nakamura went full Chung Lee from uh from Bloodsport here with the funny face as he has the hand wrapped in this. Like, ah, 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 
you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And just staying there. I, I I died. I absolutely died watching him just just freeze there for about ten seconds way too long. I love I that. would love to see how this was pitched, whose idea it was, because if you've ever heard about how successful ideas are usually pitched to Vince McMahon, it usually starts with somebody saying, What if? Because that's the way that Vince McMahon likes ideas presented to him is a what if. Yeah. What if every week Nakamura just came up. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply and rattled AJ Styles right in the genitalia. And, and what if... pitching that. And, and what if, after he does it, like in those old kung fu movies, when they give the death blow, he makes a funny face and he growls. What about that? Good <laughs> shit, pal. Yeah. Right in the dick. I can see it now. So who do you think pitches that? Is it a road dog? Is it a... Oh no, I I I think it I think it's someone low on the team. Right. Well, Ryan Ward, not low. I think he might be on raw. No. Well, that's what happens. Actually, Backstage I, the bar. Actually, you know who does that? PS Hayes. PS Hayes does the dick <laughs> shot stuff. Oh man, I wish I could do a PS PS Hayes like uh, Bruce Pitchard does. Can't do it justice. Uh there was supposed to be a sanity graphic aired as well, but it didn't air for whatever reason. It was supposed to go right before the new day bar interaction hmm. but it didn't the bar and encounter the new day i thought and i will still leave it in my notes as this i thought that biggie was rubbing syrup all over his chest at first <laughs> but it was baby oil <laughs> but it should have been syrup it should have been he should have got asked for baby oil syrup. why did you think that he goes i, I wasn't paying that much attention okay. so this is the one thing i didn't pay that much attention to <laughs> The bar throws away the pancakes New Day offer them and Seamus challenges. Big E steps up, but then he's like, I'm not talking to you. And then Big E's like, oh, all right. And it's Xavier Woods. What'd you make of the backstage interaction? Mr. Bootiesworth is up there with the little person segment in terms of comedy, in my opinion. Um, Big E gets way too riled about pancakes for me to really get, get into he, that he really wants a fight. But I liked the setup to, uh, I liked the bravado of Xavier Woods when he was challenged. Like, I'm going to eat yeah. your soul. I, I like that. I like that he, in story, he's viewed as the weak link of the team. And I really like Xavier Woods' one-on-one matches when he gets time. I really do. They're, they're very enjoyable to me. 
Um, so, so I liked the setup for this overall, the David versus Goliath thing. Yeah, me too. Always like seeing Xavier Woods and and singles competition as well. A lot of drop kicks and boots early on, but I'm I'm a fan of Sheamus working that top wrist lock. Just prior to the break, Woods gets enzoed on the bottom ropes, and it was a planned spot. It wasn't like something that accidentally happened. You can see Woods did it. The arm. Yeah. Yeah, with the arm. Enzo's was just a freak accident where he was supposed to slide underneath. Woods gets a ton of air on the Irish curse backbreaker, like a lot. Like one of these days, somebody's going to go inside out on the old swing set there and <laughs> roll through it, which I, I think was pretty cool. Woods uses a corkscrew leg drop and then a shining wizard. Cesaro distracts Xavier, posts Big E, but then uh, Woods attacks Cesaro, gets sent into the barricade by Sheamus, but Xavier pins Sheamus anyway. What'd you think? Um, you know, I, I have my criticisms of the whole, we need a bunch of distractions on the outside and then you get a roll up finish as opposed to just kind of him wearing the guy down and eventually get the win. But you know, that this, this sets up the tag team feud. So I'm fine with it. Win him in the ring, lose him in the ring. As they say, fine yeah. match, whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> Here we are already at the main event. This is the historic first ever 1,000th women's tag team match on SmackDown Live. The Iconics cut a promo backstage and impersonate Renee Young, <laughs> but do a Minnesota accent, which Renee Young calls out. And they tell her to go chase a moose. I'm, I'm claiming gimmick infringement, by the way, because Peyton's basically doing Shake Them Ropes Theater, where I do bad impression purposefully bad impressions that have nothing to do with the person's voice um but yeah go chase a moose or something this makes me wish (laughs) emma was around even more because i would love them to do a fake australian accent with their australian accents yes (laughs) that would be gold they introduce carmella they talk a little trash and carmella moonwalks her way out of there Backstage, Becky Lynch isn't happy about costing Asuka her first SmackDown Live loss, but Asuka isn't worried. She just screams and shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I really, I'm sorry about it. Don't worry. She's <laughs> like, what the hell, Asuka? Man, not, not a pleasant person to be around. <laughs> it's it's like the theater person from high school who always yeah. had to be dramatic with everything they said. Well, Do you remember those those contact lens commercials for the online ordering? But they don't have my brand. That one? <laughs> that's Asuka in these segments. She's so bad. She's so bad. She's playing to the back of the room where where it's uh, it's on film. You know, we can see subtlety. We don't need we don't need the, the over the top stuff. But uh, I always forgive Oscar because I know that she's being put up to this, and this probably isn't her choice. So Charlotte and Becky drink some tea. Whatever. <laughs> In the ring, do you Becky not do you not do you not like the tea drinking thing? I mean, it's it's fine, but like I just. I I'm tired of Becky Lynch playing always bridesmaid, never the bride. And now they have Oscar playing bridesmaid. I'm like, why would these two competitors, why would either one want anything to do with Charlotte at this point? Charlotte's walking in. 
and or not not walking in, but I mean, Charlotte's been atop of the division, and instead of going after her, they're they're going to team with her and hug her and smile and baby face all the time. This was a well, lot the team- of the, this is a lot of the all baby faces are friends and they all smile and have some fun together thing. Well, the tea drinking is is more of a uh, connection with social media stuff. So. Yes, it is. It is. Becky Lynch dances after she knocks down Peyton. I thought that this this exchange between Becky and Billy was really sad where they were catching air when they were swinging at each other. It looked real bad. Uh, Billy yeah. Kay screams as she tags out. Carmella does the same after uh, another sad exchange between Carmella and Charlotte. Some Some ugly kicks. But Charlotte does get a nice plancha on the Iconics. This match really does pick up when the Iconics yank Asuka off the apron, and Asuka got some air. My God, she Ooh. went flying. I thought, she la- I, thought she legit- I thought she legit landed on her face on-, on that one, and then when she hit the stair. But but as soon as that happened, this match went into business, I thought. I, I really enjoyed this this uh, from this to the end. You know, And, and when, uh, when Asuka gets the tag... Yeah, I love it. Continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> to me, the, the the good ending wasn't enough to make up for a lot of the sloppiness that happened early in the match and some of the just dramatic things that 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 went through it. But Charlotte gets the tag. Her kicks look really bad. It has some nice T-bone suplexes. And when she missed the ring post by a mile when she was yanked off the turnbuckle, like she's back here and she slaps that <laughs> ring post. And I was like, Oh man, I hope her hand is okay. Are they going to work the hand now? No, they didn't. Uh, Carmella gets a stratosphere. Oscar gets a hot tag. Screams some more. <laughs> Billy screams and-, and then just runs over everybody. <laughs> yeah. Like, Good lord. I liked Carmella and Billy holding Peyton to keep her from being suplexed, but then they all get ass bumped off. Uh, I did buy a couple of the pin attempts on Oscar from Peyton Royce because I was like, oh my god, they're going to beat her two weeks in a row, three times in a month, because that's totally a WWE thing to do is to run a losing streak gimmick. Uh, A bunch of kicks happen as the match breaks down. About half of them look good. Charlotte gets a spear on Peyton and a nice moonsault onto Billy and Carmella. Asuka submits Peyton. I thought that it was too sloppy for for my liking, but the crowd was into it, and ultimately that's that's what you're going for. Uh, How'd you feel about this main event? Yeah, it was sloppy first half. Second half, I, I enjoyed it, and I, I forgave the sloppiness of there. I, I think, you know, you have to showcase, you know, Peyton's impressive attempts at, at high kicks and, and things of that nature. I, I agreed with you on, on the kick somewhat, but, uh, uh, you know, overall, I agree with you. As soon, as soon as they did the spot with Asuka yanking her off the apron, this this thing picked up. So I, I, I liked the pace. They got the pace right. I don't, I don't need the... Uh, you know, I don't need everything to necessarily be clean because I view it as a fight, but the pace, they got the pacing down pretty darn well, I thought, especially for a main event slot, which can be death for the women at times. That was SmackDown Live. It was more holding pattern stuff, and we've talked about this before. You had Raw and SmackDown, WrestleMania Go Home Show, After Mania Show, Superstar Shakeup Show, uh, Greatest Royal Rumble go home show, Backlash go home show. Five even straight add, weeks. I'd even add the Greatest Royal Rumble in there as as kind of a holding thing. Well, no, you you said the oh. Greatest Royal Rumble go home show. I mean, well, even too, the yeah, that was another holding pattern show. So it's been five weeks that we've had this, and there was a pretty big gap, if I remember, between the last pay per view and WrestleMania too. So. 
that was SmackDown. Hopefully, starting next week, we get some more uh, more challenging storylines, per se. Uh, oh, yeah. Report that Kane has won the election. Well, the primary. The primary election. Yeah. Whatever. He's winning the whole damn thing. Good. I, I, I think he's a serious candidate. I like, you know, I mean, he, he he is a small businessman. He does have, he he's always been somewhat active in libertarian slash right-wing politics. And I think he's very well-spoken on issues. I have no problem with, he, he wasn't doing this I as a gimmick. So it. Congratulate the man. Congratulations, Mr. Jacobs. There we go. WWE Backlash 2018 Predictions. I will have a post-show on Sunday night. Of course, guys, you all can get a bunch of bonus podcasts over at FightfulSelect.com. Just go over there. We've got a comprehensive list along the right side of the page that shows you all of our extra content. Of course, you all can leave a thumbs up and subscribe to this page as well if you're watching on YouTube. I want your picks, Jeff. Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley. Strowman, the man who was was pretty much resorted to teaming with a 10-year-old just under a month ago, now has Bobby Lashley, and they are facing Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, who were super over on Raw. Who's winning yes. this one? Uh, Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley are, are winning this one. And let's see. Kevin Owens is going to get run over a couple times again. Uh, I think Sami's going up for the delayed suplex with Bobby Lashley. Hopefully he doesn't drop him on his head like he did Big Cass. Um, but, but I think it's going to be another one for uh, – for what I thought was a pretty good team a couple weeks ago with uh, with Lashley and, and uh, Strowman. I, I really liked them. I think they're winning as well. Daniel Bryan versus Big Cass. I mean, you know what? You know the typical Vince McMahon thinking is <laughs> we've got this guy who's over, and it looks like he'll be over no matter what. Let's use him to heat somebody else up. Uh, yeah, I think Big Cass wins by cheating. I think Big Cass wins... I think he knocks Daniel Bryan silly. I think he like, I think it's like almost like a ref stoppage deal. Oh, do you think, hold on. Do you think they tease like a concussion or something? I think they tease something like that, which maybe not because they did the Elias Bobby Roode thing on Monday. And I think that's a little close in proximity, but I do think that big cast wins. Yeah, I do too. And this would be the first decisive one-on-one singles match that Daniel Bryan has had outside of the greatest Royal Rumble, but. He's not had any come to a definitive conclusion, I don't think, uh, thus far. Roman Reigns, Samoa Joe. Reigns is winning this. I think that Samoa Joe should win it because Samoa Joe would really elevate his profile with a win. And Roman Reigns, I, you're not going to hurt Roman Reigns any more than he, than he already is. He's He is where he is, but. I, I think Joe wins, but I think the story is that Reigns is feeling the effects of the Lesnar match. They have to do something in order to in order to have him lose clean, but still have an excuse where it's like, well, you know, Roman gave it everything he got, but he's you know whatever. Where do you think Reigns goes after this? <laughs> I, I think he goes away for a bit. Really. Um, I, I, you know what? I could see Joe choking him out. Reigns gets taken off television for a few weeks while they decide, you know, what they're gonna do with him. Pick another feud for him. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, you know, it's a good thing they heated up Baron Corbin with that win over. Uh, Jesus. Whoops. 
Carmella versus Charlotte Flair, WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. You have a real strong babyface side on SmackDown Live right now between Asuka, Becky Lynch, Charlotte. You have a bubbling under heel division with Mandy Rose, the Iconics, Sonya Deville, uh, Carmella, kind of the top heel on that show. How do you think this one goes? Do you think that we see Asuka or Becky Lynch kind of transition over to the heel side? Because they need a they need a good, good worker on that heel side, I think. No, I think you do it they're gonna do it like a SmackDown main event. You're gonna have Carmella come out against Charlotte, you're gonna have the iconics come down, you're gonna have Becky and Asuka come up so that they can get a mm. get a shot from the crowd bunch of uh cluster stuff uh charlotte does a moonsault eventually gets distracted by carmella carmella wins fair i've got carmella winning this as well nia Jax versus alexa bliss moment of bliss is one of the best things about wwe programming right now i am <laughs> thoroughly enjoying it it is nia Jax is now smiling and baby facing everybody including ronda rousey <laughs> I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Fedor Emelianenko versus Hong Man Choi fight, but that is a scene we will eventually see with Ronda Rousey and Nia Jax. A flying armbar with Nia Jax kind of just holding her there like, ah, shit. Uh, How do you think Nia Jax versus Alexa Bliss goes? Oh, I got to recover from that. Um, Shit. Naya murder deaths Mickey and then eventually gets uh, Alexa. I, I I still I'm still waiting for the five second squash, but it's not gonna ever happen. So I think I think Mickey gets killed. For yeah, I think Alexa for sure. Sins. I think it would have happened at WrestleMania if it was gonna yeah. happen. It would have happened on that grand stage as opposed to right here. Plus, this had a lot more heat to it. I think ahead of WrestleMania than it does now. Just I mean, with Nia Jax going off, yeah, Nia's gonna win this. Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton. I've said this before. I see Jeff Hardy in the RVD role. Man, this is... I guess Hardy wins. You can go into something with the Miz in the interim, but I really think that... I don't know. The United States title just is... I like the idea of putting Shelton in this match. I think they do. But Jeff still wins? Mm Mm-hmm. I and that way, see, they, that way, that way, they don't have to pin Randy. I could see an RKO, and then Jeff comes off the top with a swanton, maybe throws Randy out or hits Randy with a twist of fate, something like that. Jeff is winning. Seth Rollins versus The Miz for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. I really, really think that because of the holding the house show that was Greatest Royal Rumble, they spoiled the result of this match because mm-hmm. I think Seth Rollins is winning. I don't think there's any real way they take the intercontinental title over to SmackDown. Maybe I could be wrong, but I highly doubt it. But I think that a lot of what they did with not putting a title on Roman Reigns, like there's, there's no raw versus SmackDown title match there. There's no raw versus SmackDown title match with, uh, or, or with the U S title because gender Mahal isn't involved. I don't see a way that Seth Rollins loses this match. I don't, but I could also see them, you know, how they sometimes overthink things and they go, yeah, you know what? There is no way. And we did kind of spoil it there. 
And you know what? We could keep the Miz and Daniel Bryan away from each other for a while and just have them as a special event on one of these pay-per-views like SummerSlam. So you, think that they would, the so you think the Miz would go back to Raw? I, I they, Look, it's a very small percentage, but I could see it happening in the conversation. Well, they did mention that when Sheamus and Cesaro won their titles that they would go back to Raw. But those are the Raw Tag Team Championships, which would make you think, of course they would. Right. This, I mean, maybe they could. The Miz are still using Miz's music mm-hmm. on Raw. So, I mean, I guess th- that, that could be a way. AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, Nakamura, no disqualification match for the championship. Does Nakamura pull it off? And what would he use to win this match, if so? Um, I tend to think... <laughs> You know what? I, I, I think I think this is Nakamura's going to wear a cup. I think AJ's going to try and low blow him. It's going to be kind of a reversal of that whole thing. I like <laughs> um, I'd love for them to belt Nakamura just for the hell of it, but I don't think yeah. they will. I think it's going to be. I think AJ Styles is still going to pull this off somehow. I think that a good match. I think that Nakamura could retain, or Nakamura could win because. It was, I mean, it was kind of known before this that they were going to go into Nakamura, Styles, and Corbin, and now Joe slides in there instead. Does something earn it? I'm going to go with Nakamura. I think that Nakamura is going to find a way to do it. I, I, you know what? I, I don't mind Joe being up against either of those two. So I'll, I'll I don't mind it being up against both of those two. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. Uh, those two and Christopher Daniels, uh, Nakamura or Styles Daniels and Joe had one of my favorite matches of all time. I would love to see what a what a really really pressed Nakamura would do because that that WrestleMania match wasn't it. Hmm. So that's WWF Backlash 2018. I got Alex's thoughts on this. Muhammad Hassan returned to the ring this weekend. Did you see that? I did, and and. Uh... And it was because of the Matt Coon podcast, not yeah. because of your hard work at mm, Fightful.com. I mean, come on, man. You know, oh. I, I have talked to him since then. And he says he is open to wrestling some more, uh, isn't in full weekend warrior mode. But I was I was half surprised when I saw they made a comeback. I, w- I had in the back of my mind he might have been a surprise at this at this biggest Royal Rumble as opposed to Sean, Sean oh, Devari. Man. Well, I think he's suing them, so... Ah, uh, that would not be a good thing. Yeah. However, in 2006, WWE abandoned the trademark for Muhammad Hassan. Wow. And he has checked on that. He told me as much. So, you know, I'm not saying that he's going to show up on like an Impact or Ring of Honor, but if he did, theoretically, he could appear there as Muhammad Hassan. I mean, Impact has done weirder shit lately, so. I, I don't think WWE would have a problem with him using that. In- <laughs> I think they up until the point where it's like, oh, that used to be a WWE gimmick, and then they'd want it shut down quick. But Sure. I mean, they abandoned the trademark, so you never know. MLW has some tapings this weekend. We will have results on that. Uh, of course, we have all your news over at FightfulWrestling.com. Fightful.com, we have MMA and boxing as well. But if MMA and boxing aren't your thing, head over to FightfulWrestling.com. We'll have that Backlash live discussion open for you good and early. Got the New Japan uh, show coming up very, very soon. I've got the Fightful Weekender over on FightfulSelect.com this week. I'll talk 205 Live, NXT, Ring of Honor. Try to catch up on a lot of this stuff 
What do you have going on this week, Jeffrey Hawkins? Uh, this week on Shake Them Ropes, which I believe we'll be recording tomorrow, I will do my best to stave off Rob's trying to transform our show into a Dan Levitard clone by talking oh, base no. by talking baseball or trying to not talk wrestling at all, which is his goal on this show, I think. Oh, I thought I thought you meant the ESPN show, and I was like, man, that is dreadful. Oh, oh, you mean the one with the father? No, 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 the radio. Yeah, that show. one's terrible. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of it either. But uh, we'll see what happens. You'll probably get enough baseball talk if you like baseball. On I there do well. like baseball. Well, not this year. I'm a Reds fan. Can't stand baseball. Guys, thank you all so much. Like, subscribe, thumbs up. Visit Fightful.com. It really helps. Check out Fightful Select. We got a bunch of cool stuff over there, so just give it a glance. Leave us a comment on the video if you're watching on YouTube. Let us know what you like, didn't like about SmackDown. Until next time, we are out. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.